0: Welcome to Cupify This, the show geared towards understanding why people behave the way they do and what we can do to get our needs met. When our cups are full or filling, we have a strong sense of well-being. When they are emptying, we are driven to choose behaviours to fill them. In this show, we aim to cupify life. We're going to explore big ideas, current events and life in general using the lens of the Phoenix Cups.
1: So what are we doing? We're doing the Freedom Cup. The Freedom
0: Cup, my favourite cup. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, yeah.
1: So this is one in the series of cups we're doing individual, talking about what each need means before we move into some other stuff. So this let's this is your fave so maybe you talk about it for a moment
0: yeah look this was one of those defining moments in your life where you know you catch a bit of information you do a bit of self-reflection and then something's like penny drops for you right and i had this moment when i was talking to sandy for first time we were just meeting we we're having you know those exciting phone conversations where you're on the phone to each other for five or six hours and yeah. and <laughs> sandy was telling me about essentially needs and the cups. Like i was before it was really formulated but we were having those discussions those i was putting
1: Together, my first conference presentation for it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what was happening, and I was like a proper big conference presentation. I'd been talking about it for a few years in small workshops, but I'd been asked to speak in Sydney about it, and I was real busy on other projects. So, I you ended up saying, "Hey, do you want me to just do your slides?" For yeah, you?
0: I did your slideshows for you. <laughs> Which is really funny. We just met, and you just here you go. You can do my slideshows for you. I trust you. I
1: knew that I was going to marry you because I'm a mastery cup, and you were helping me finish things. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you had me. You had me at.
0: I'll do your slides for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what it was that reflective moment though. Sandy was telling me about these these cups and these needs, and when she was talking about the freedom cup, it just the relatedness. I just felt it in my core. I remember everything about that. I remember being at school, feeling so restricted by schooling, just feeling like I was a prisoner, you know, Mm. trapped inside a classroom. I just wanted to get out and see the world. And everything Sandy talked about just made so much sense. So realizing that instantly I went, oh, I've always been the dominant Freedom Cup. And then, you know, mentioning this idea to my mum. I was talking to her just about needs and she said straight away, yeah, you were fine to go along with doing whatever you needed to do. But as soon as anybody tried to sit you down and tell you to do something, you'd rebel against it. And I went, ah, my need for freedom, of course. So freedom is that sense of autonomy that we're all trying to reach, aren't we? So that is what I've I've always identified Mm. with. I've always had this strong, dominant, ginormous swimming pool of a freedom cup.
1: Yes. And you still have that. If you live with a freedom cup, when you need them to do things, don't. Tell them what to do, or ask them to do it. They absolutely need to come up with the idea themselves. You already know this if you live with the freedom cups, because you've got your ways. I'm not going to tell you mine because he's listening.
0: Yeah, I always make jokes though about being a freedom cup. It always feels like you're uh, in some sort of ways you're you're born into a prison because you've always feels like there's always some demand on you coming from some part of the world. Right now, obviously, I'm over over catastrophizing, but it always feels like if it was up to me, I'd just travel the world if I could you know, just no responsibilities whatsoever. Mm. But it's once you get to know, once you get a little bit older and you understand your needs, you do find ways around it. You do find ways of getting your needs met without, you know, affecting other people, but also getting other responsibilities achieved. For instance, the way I think about this was when writing the the Phoenix Cups book. Mm. So instead of just writing it like another textbook, which I thought would just going to be Freedom Cup emptying, you know. I thought it was going you to be did the most. Not want to do that. Yeah, I thought it'd be the most mundane project I'd have to do. I thought I don't want to write a textbook. I don't want to, you know, sit behind my my desk. I, my favorite things are doing these things, talking to people like you, getting on stages. That's the fun stuff. That's mm. the Freedom Cup stuff, traveling. But I thought sitting down to write a uh, you know a textbook.
1: And you've always written creatively for fun.
0: I was just about to guess yeah. that. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah. I'll let you say it. So go right ahead.
0: Growing up. That was one of my ways that... When I did struggle at school, feeling that I was restricted, one of my ways around that was through using my imagination. So I would write stories where characters are out, you know, seeing the world, doing whatever they do. They had the ultimate freedom, you know. So... Even before I could really, really write, I would just, I'd plagiarise characters. I'd find my favourite characters and I'd just write new stories with those characters. And then as I got older, I learned to create my own characters and their own conflicts and then the ways that they came about those. So it was very freeing, this idea of creative writing. And so I've just been writing ever since. And then Sandy said, well, do you really have to write the Phoenix Cubs book as a textbook? Can't you mm. just use, you know? Do it as a, a story. Yeah.
1: And we were thinking about, do we do it as lots of different stories or, you know, how yep. do we do it? Do we just real stories or, you know, kind of a bit like this podcast is where we go deep in and out of some stories – and then you just come up with these genius characters that were just so we fell in love with them and yeah. then we went on a journey with them. Yeah. So, yeah, it is. creativity is a wonderful way to fill your Freedom Cup. Exploration, discovery, self-expression is also an excellent way to fill your Freedom Cup. Yep. I often know when I'm meeting a Freedom Cup and I reckon the first time I worked out how to really profile people like this – I was about I reckon I was 19 or 20 and I was working at I was selling tea at the market so getting up at stupid o'clock to go to the markets and sell all this tea and at some I realised that I could pick people that were going to buy a particular type of tea. I had never tasted chai before until I started selling this stuff. And then all of these people just kept, they, they were hunting it out. And they, they seemed to be this special, exotic kind of person. They often had dreadlocks. The, the women would have these beautiful skirts and all these bangles, and they'd just be really funky. And they'd, they'd come in and they would just be looking they'd be scanning the table have 50 different types of tea and they'd be scanning it looking for chai and eventually I would know oh this is the person that's looking for that particular tea and I would just pick it up and I would hand it to them and they'd go oh how did you know and they used to tell me about the you know there's stories of where they were traveling Indonesia and then they were trying Mm. different types of tea and they were trying different which was chai and uh, and they'd always have these amazing stories of their discoveries and explorations. But the thing, the reason that I could pick them before they even started talking was the way that they expressed themselves so freely through the way that they dressed yeah. or the way that they presented themselves. Yeah. So that's a, that's a particular type yeah. of freedom cup.
0: And, and that's why we're always sort of, in some essences, drawn to freedom cups because they represent those who you sort of buck the system. You know, I'm going to put on my nerdy philosophy hat, but Foucault talked about this idea that we are sort of like in this prison system yeah. in a sense. Like I reckon he, says, he was
1: a freedom couple. I was thinking that oh, before when you were saying we yeah, were born yeah. into freedom. Yeah, yeah so and he... Born f- into he, prison.
0: Yeah, yeah, born into prison. So his idea is that essentially we've just got this whole society built around supervision and normalisation that we're all supervising each other to live out these so-called rules and then, you know, <laughs> at the same time, we're both the prisoner and the supervisor because we're watching each other to make sure that we're, you know, conforming at the same time as we're being watched ourselves so we're kind of all policing each other Mm. but then you've got the big freedom cups out there and they seem to buck this trend and you know the big you know the musicians and the you know the traveling gypsies Mm. you know the people who refuse to play the game essentially Mm. because they they sense that and you know it's usually it's a social construct a lot of those games as well
1: i also reckon i have a bit of a theory on this is that people who are fierce advocates for other people's autonomy and freedom are also really big freedom cups They very much value freedom and and they want to give it to other people. So we we often do notice that people who are, you know, at, at rallies or advocating for something very, very strongly and they'll create change. They're determined to create change and they're driven to create change they value freedom and autonomy so much that they want it for everybody yeah. around them. Well,
0: those motivations I think are going to depend on what they're, they're rallying for as well. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're certainly, again, justices, we're generalising, yeah. but yeah. it's
1: driven from the Freedom Cup. Whether they're yeah. big dominant Freedom Cups or whether they've had an experience of an empty Freedom Cup or whatever, it's actually driven yeah. from somewhere in the Freedom Cup there yeah. to uh, to help other people achieve that.
0: I also want to throw something in here right now that is going to help many of you. And it's this idea that SART come up with is that no matter what you think about things is you're always free. You're mm. always free to choose. He essentially says we're condemned to be free because really at the end of the day, we cannot stop choosing. Everything we're doing is a choice and every choice we have therefore cuts off other choices and even not making a choice is therefore a choice. So we're just continuously choosing. So, you know, that that for a Freedom Cup, that's fantastic. But for those who don't necessarily have a Freedom Cup, they might find a bit of difficulty in that. Terrifying in that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So some people find that terrifying. Yeah.
0: Big Freedom Cup and a big Safety Cup like myself sometimes as well. So that's yeah. where those conflicts come in. I reckon that, yeah.
1: that combination, that freedom and safety, that must be tricky conflict it is. for yeah. you. Yeah. Uh
0: Which then just comes down to skills, though. How do you get your Mm. needs met? You know, making sure that both of those needs are met without neglecting one of them. Another, I've mentioned this too before, though, just different ways of getting, you might have the same dominant cup as somebody else, but they might have completely different behaviors. So I'm always drawn back to how I love to fill my, my freedom cup with things like travel and exploration and a bit of creativity with my creative writing. But then I'm Dion. Stepdaughter, your daughter. Yeah. she's you know she. Although she does like to get out and see the world, she's much more interested in her art and those sorts of things, isn't she? Yeah, she's
1: a- she's very much a creative rather than an yep. explorer, and she's an adult. she's yep. twenty one. Yeah, and yeah, that yeah, that's how she goes about filling that up. Is is much more around that self expression through her through her arts.
0: Yep. Yeah, I just thought of another conflict that could occur. What? So you know, freedom cup and safety cup, freedom cup and connection cup. There'll be a part of you that just wants to get out and be free, but then there's that other part of you, if you've got a dominant Connection Cup, knows that you can't. You need to be around these other people.
1: Yeah. I I think that a lot of people, regardless of the size, have challenges with that. Oh, it's definitely there.
0: Oh, 100%. I'm thinking of the story of Chris McCandless. I don't know if you know the story of him, but he was the, the guy who left... Burnt all his money Literally set his money on fire This was Mm. in the early 90s And just walked off into the wilderness And did that for several years Yeah, you've mentioned that As
1: an example of Freedom Cup That is... Very much an example of Freedom Cup. Yeah, 100%. Damn the man,
0: I'm out of here. You you read his journals and part of the greatest parts were those when he was still connecting with other people, the Mm. travellers that he met on the road. And then sometimes he'd mention the loneliness in it as well. So there'll be that conflict. You just need that freedom, that huge drive for freedom, but you also still need that that connection with others around you. So unless you're getting both those needs met, then that's where some conflicts can arise. Mm. Yeah.
1: Something to think about, really, isn't it? It So now we've covered Safety Cup, Connection Cup, Freedom Cup.
0: Yeah. Next week, uh, maybe we should look at your favourite cup. Mastery
1: Cup. Yeah. yeah. So Freedom Cup is my second biggest and it does conflict a little bit with my mastery sometimes because, well, actually we fixed it the other day, didn't we? We did a cup filling plan because yep. my mastery cup was driving all of my behaviours lately. I've got a, a lot going on with work and more work and work and study. Then I all of a sudden realised my Freedom Cup was empty. I went for a walk. I noticed the hot tide was high and the wind was low. And I said, that's it, we're going out on the water, we're dropping everything, we're going out for the day. And we went on our our kayaks and we went on a little deserted island And that was a really necessary Freedom Cup filling day for me. So when you you notice that that cup is is empty, there are little tiny ways. You know, I didn't have to plan a trip overseas or do anything drastic. You know, we could just hit the water for a couple of hours. So what is it that fills your Freedom Cup? Regardless of its size, it's still there. Uh, And do you need to fill it at the moment? Have a bit of a think about that. And we'll see you next time for the Mastery Cup. See you then. Bye.